This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning to the Affirm America podcast. Ah, the sun's starting to break out this morning. A little bit chilly, but uh, starting to look real nice outside. Here in the Midwest, where people still love their freedoms, their families, their religious faith, God, country, freedom, on the greatest nation on God's green earth. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquis Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can go to AffirmAmerica.com. Subscribe to our podcast. You can reach me at marquise at affirmamerica.com, M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at affirmamerica.com. All right, today's top five news headlines for this Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. Headline number five, State Farm Donating Transgender Books to Kindergartners in Florida. National Review, State Farm, the household name insurance company, has launched a program that would enlist hundreds of staff volunteers across the country to distribute LGBTQ-themed books to teachers, community centers, and libraries, targeting children as young as kindergartners. The project's goal is to increase representation of LGBTQ plus books and support out communities in having challenging, important, and empowering conversations with children age 5 plus. The email from Jose Sato, State Farm's Corporate Responsibility Analyst to all Florida agents, reads, I quote, nationwide, approximately 550 State Farm agents and employees will have the opportunity to donate this three-book bundle to their local teacher, community center, or library of their choice, end quote. The email added, confirming that the effort will extend beyond Florida. The Washington Examiner. The promotion of the project in Florida is notable because Governor Ron DeSantis recently signed into law the Parental Rights in Education Bill, prohibiting classroom instruction of gender identity and sexual orientation through third grade. In a Zoom call with reporters, Consumers Research Executive Director Will Hild noted that the materials promoted by State Farm and produced by the Gender Cool Project would be barred from use in public schools once the new law takes effect in July. So this is, uh, this is your woke corporations now. This is uh, what happens when the indoctrination of the far left creeps its way into corporations, government, and our schools. Now what's interesting is this news that I'm reading to you is past tense because they had so much pushback from their policy owners, their consumers, that uh, State Farm did a 360 and decided maybe it's not a good idea to do this. And uh, this is how it is done, folks. You put your money where your mouth is. So if your company, your corporation, you don't like their values, then you don't do business with them. You put pressure on them. There's no difference in them doing the same thing to us 
so we can do it. We can use the power of our own doing business ethics. We're going to see more and more of this as time goes on, especially down in Florida. We can see how Governor DeSantis set the model and how he does this with the corporations, especially with Disney. And this is a good thing. This is how we do it. So corporations should really just stay out of politics. Doesn't do them any good. It's going to divide at least half of the people, if not more. They should just stay out of it. That's the message. Don't promote politics as a business. That's not your job to tell people what they think or how they should act. All right, headline number four. Incredible transition. President Biden unapologetic over soaring gas prices. From the Daily Mail, prices at the pump have hit another record high on Monday. The same time President Joe Biden discussed United States and the world's incredible transition away from fossil fuels. The new nationwide average now at just under $4.60 per gallon, the highest ever recorded by the American Automobile Association, AAA, gas price tracker. The median gas price is above $4 in all 50 states. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said it's likely to remain there through this year during an interview with a local Fox affiliate. The RNC research, Joe Biden, when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition. So let's hear uh, Joe Biden in his own words on how he feels about the rising gas prices. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. So there you go. That's Joe Biden in his own words because of his ties to his far-left climate party then For him, it's a good thing that prices are rising because for some convoluted idea, he thinks that if gas prices go up, people will then switch to electric cars. And so this is absurd. This is is why the Democrats have no business running the country because they have no common sense. You don't cut oil production until you can find a replacement. You don't tell people to suck it up and pay ridiculous prices on gas until you have us have an alternative to fossil fuel you can do both at the same time why would you go beg countries like russia iran and venezuela for oil when we've got enough oil and natural gas here to last for over 300 years and that's to supply the world for 300 years yet we stop production here we go buy dirty oil from russia and these other countries to support our need for oil. That does not make sense. You continue to produce oil, and then you continue to work on alternative energies. You do both tracks at the same time. So unfortunately, because they're so tied up in their ideology, then the American people have to suffer. So when it comes midterms, keep that in mind, who you vote for, and we can uh, control our destiny. Let's uh, continue to read here. From the New York Post, following Russia's invasion of Ukraine on February 24th, the U.S. and several of its Western allies cut off all imports of Russian oil and gas, which has contributed to the soaring gas prices for Americans. 
In an effort to counter that, Biden announced the release of 180 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which his administration claimed would cause prices at the pump to come down fairly significantly. Well, if you read between the lines there and what they just said, think about this for a second. So if we have more supplies available, this will bring down the prices. By releasing the strategic oil supply, that brings down prices. The problem is, is there's not enough supply there to keep the prices down. So what you do is you go produce more oil. You have an unlimited supply of oil under the ground and natural gas. Why don't you go drill that what we have and not use up our strategic oil supplies, which we, we have there in the event of an emergency? So it, there's, it's common sense, but these guys don't get it. It's very frustrating. So unfortunately, that's where we are. Gas prices are going to continue. California is already over $6 a gallon. All right, headline number three, power grid overload, historic blackouts across the world anticipated. A convergence of events may press power facilities beyond capacity. Bloomberg, global power grids are about to face their biggest test in decades with electricity generation strangled in the world's largest economies. War, drought, production shortages, historically low inventories, and pandemic backlash. Energy markets across the planet have been put through the ringer over the past year, and consumers have suffered the consequences of soaring prices. But somehow, things are on track to get even worse. Hot air. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation has released its latest reliability assessment for the summer of 2022, and to put it mildly, the news is not good. In far too many states, the power grid is already nearly at full capacity, and in the next few months, that capacity will be exceeded. Industry experts know this and have been trying to sound the alarm for several years. Critics are trying to place the blame on climate change, as they do with everything else, in the form of extended droughts and heat waves. Those factors definitely exasperate the problem, but this was going to happen in the next year or so anyway. Forced power outages, also known as rolling blackouts, are initiated during these situations, which is what millions of Americans run the risk of seeing this summer to prevent long-term damage to the grid. Okay, this is a problem that um, has been talked about for many, many years. And really the government, which is responsible for these very large projects, these projects that really the government should be involved in, not dictating our sexuality or our racial components, but they should be addressing things that are of government agency issues, like our energy grids that have needed to be upgraded for years, and yet uh, we've spent trillions of dollars, uh, we're $30 trillion in debt, and nothing has been done about our energy grids. This is the problem with big government. Big government loses its priorities, and we find ourselves in a situation now where we could be seriously hindered when it comes to our energy and our electricity. So let us keep our government officials 
feet to the fire when it comes to these very important concerns that all Americans have, and that is our electrical grids. All right, headline number two, Russian envoy resigns over war in Ukraine. Never have I been so ashamed of my country. Public criticism of Russian foreign policy from a government insider is rare. The Associated Press. A veteran Russian diplomat to the UN office at Geneva says he handed in his resignation before sending out a scathing letter to foreign colleagues in vain against the aggressive war unleashed by Russian President Vladimir Putin in Ukraine. Boris Bandarov, 41, confirmed his resignation in a letter delivered Monday morning. For 20 years of my diplomatic career, I have seen different turns of our foreign policy. But never have I been so ashamed of my country as on February 24 of this year, he wrote, alluding to the date of Russia's invasion. Hilalel Nuar, Russian counselor to the United Nations in Geneva, has resigned. Boris Bandarev, never have I been so ashamed of my country. UN Watch is now calling on all other Russian diplomats at the United Nations and worldwide to follow his moral example and resign. Russian President Vladimir Putin has made it clear that dissent won't be tolerated, saying in March that the Russian people can distinguish between true patriots from scum and traitors. Well, there you go. Uh, Finally, the tide may be turning with the Russian people who have seen the insanity of Putin's invasion of Ukraine and the mass killing and genocide of children, civilians, far beyond the war against troops. And this, these are so many war crimes. Putin is completely insane, and he's starting to get pushback from his diplomats. And some of his generals have also resigned. So let us only pray and hope that this continues, that the Russian people, the diplomats, those in positions of command, their consciences, what they see on the battlefield and what's being done, that they can also stand up, address Putin's genocide and attack on Ukraine. So kudos to these individuals that feel ashamed of what Vladimir Putin is doing. All right, headline number one. President Biden says U.S. will use military force to defend Taiwan. The administration walks it back. From the Washington Post, speaking to reporters during his first trip to Asia as president, Biden said the United States would defend Taiwan militarily if it came under attack by China, despite the U.S. policy of remaining vague on the subject and that deterring Beijing from aggression in Taiwan and elsewhere was among the reasons it was critical to punish Russian President Vladimir Putin for his barbarianism in Ukraine. CNN, the White House, quickly downplayed the comments, saying they don't reflect a change in U.S. policy. It's the third time in recent months, including during a CNN town hall in October, that Biden has said the U.S. would protect Taiwan from a Chinese attack, only to have the White House walk back those remarks. RNC Research, CNN, several administration officials were caught off guard when Biden said the U.S. would intervene militarily if China attacked Taiwan. This is not the first time. Twice before Biden has suggested 
the U.S. would intervene and his staff walked it back. Here's CNN reporter commenting. Now, as you mentioned, Kate, several administration officials were apparently caught off guard by the president's comments. Uh, and it's also important to note, though, this is not the first time. Twice before, President Biden has suggested that the U.S. would intervene militarily. And again, we've gotten those same statements from those instances as well, where administration officials trying to insist that the U.S.'s policy hasn't changed. Okay, so a couple of things that come to my mind is, number one, is either Joe Biden has no idea what he's talking about. He's not the leader of the free world, but it's his staff or someone behind him that is making all the decisions for him. Because it seems that when he goes off of script, then he's chastised by his staff, and then everybody's walking back what he said. So who's really in charge here? Is he a leader, or is he just a mouthpiece for who knows who? Who's, who's uh, pulling the puppet's strings? That's the big question. Is it Obama? Is it some far-left group that's running the show? Who knows where all these ideas are coming from? Who's saying what's right and who's wrong? Okay, those are your top five news headlines for this Tuesday, May the 24th. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquis Vandemark. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.